This is Joey Ryan, and you're listening to WNS. You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your wrestling information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron and Tyler Abair. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A. Bear. And we welcome you to episode 425 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, Dominus Podcast, on YouTube, Dominus Video, sometimes, and on iTunes sometimes. by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Number one, I'm hungry. And you can find us on Stitcher, Peon, Pod, FM, Satchel, and the Spotify. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. Follow him. You can follow Tyler. Hey, Bear. He's not on Twitter that often, but you can follow him. I may him. pop in and out. Twitter, Tyler underscore Poop back and forth. Poop dollar. Welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk yeah. about this week. We're going to talk about uh, AEW All Out. Did you get to uh, watch NXT UK TakeOver Cardinal? No. Neither did I. I'm kind of disappointed because I heard it was really good. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We've got plenty of hot topics as well. Tyler, how you doing? I'll be better once I get food in my system. No, actually, I'm feeling a lot better because uh, I still feel like still feeling like crap yeah. uh, the last few days because oh, uh, I had a sinus infection and... Um, the all. pressure in my face is just hurting so bad, man. My cheeks, my gums, I can feel it in my mm. teeth, behind my eyeballs. That's not good. It just ached so badly. It's not a good sign. No. You should go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I got two shots, which I'm, I'm feeling better. Shot, I mean, it's going to take shot, a, shot, like, maybe a little bit to get everything out. Because I can still feel it a little bit, but yeah. it's not bad. Not nearly as bad. Not bad. It's almost gone. <coughs> what yeah. What percentage of fully back to health would you say that you are right now 80 percent sure we'll go 80 how how bad was it when you were at your worst dude it was pretty bad i would say probably 80 85 oh so you're feeling better then no at your worst no wait did i say it opposite you said 80 to 85 percent that's when i felt bad of of how much i felt bad that was your worst. That was my worst. It wasn't a hundred percent. Like so you, were, was you were down to eighty five percent. I was functioning, yeah. but it was just so bad. Like sometimes I just want to lay on the floor and. See, that sounds like more like a sixty five or sixty to me. Why? Because man, it's not good. Like you're not at your best. You're not at a hundred percent. You're down at like. 60%. Well, I was saying percentage of like how bad I felt. Oh, so you're saying you were at fifteen percent. 15% healthy, 85% unhealthy. Sure. Okay. Yes. We'll go with that. Dang. That's pretty bad. But now it's the other way around. You're about 85% now. Yeah. I'm 85% chicken nuggets because I'm hungry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what's the other 15%? Uh, Honey and love. A jello pudding. Oh. All right. Well, cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Let's talk about what happened over the weekend yeah. because uh, there's a lot to cover. We watched the uh, the Joey Ryan special on Starcast. Cock talk. Yeah. A um, little different from our, from our interview with him. He was a little more vocal, which is good. <laughs> Although, yeah. you know, who the hell are we? And, you know, people paid to go and sit down at that, at that special. So, it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, that's true. We're nobodies. <laughs> but... Uh, wasn't there like one thing we were surprised he said? I forgot what it was. I can't remember. Well, there was something he said that kind of confirmed what I thought, and that was that he's kind of introverted. Um, that was it. Yeah. That he, you know, his persona causes him to go out and be out there, but when he's not in front of fans and he's not, you know, when he's in the privacy of his own home, he's very calm, very reserved, you know doesn't really want to go out that explains him that explains his us. demeanor backstage yeah because yeah, uh you know i kind of picked up on that i'm like i don't know if he if he really wants to talk to us mm-hmm. um which i understand and then he kind of got himself to to do it for us and we're certainly grateful for for that. that makes sense in what he said yeah so um so it's good to know that you know if you ever see him in person you're oh you know hey man big fan of yours like don't be like oh it's joey ryan let me touch your dick <laughs> can i touch your dick uh no i'm not in that mode okay are you man enough to man enough? i mean were those people that you manhandled like men enough man enough i mean could you flip me yeah <laughs> okay that was uh that was pretty humorous and uh, the penis druids yeah were there they had to come and revive him yeah and revive the guy blow pops for everyone yeah so we got to watch that which was fun it was entertaining and talked about his character work and if like as i was watching it i was thinking to myself my god how much has the wrestling industry as a whole changed over the past few years because you look back you know 15 years ago maybe they would not be breaking character to this point. They wouldn't be saying, "Oh, my character." They would say, "No, this is me. This is yeah. my like. This is my personality." Um, like the world of wrestling has evolved and changed so much that now we are accustomed to understanding this is a person portraying a character that is a wrestler. Yeah, you're right. And I find that so fascinating. Like, the backstage stuff with uh, with Tony Khan, where they're talking about, you know, well, what do wins and losses really matter? But then in the same breath, he's also saying, well, that's what we had planned out for this person to win. So it's kind of like, it's so weird to hear them talk like this. Um, before you know it, it won't be as weird. No, and it won't. But, like, but I think... To to wrestling fans who are getting into the business now, they're going to be accustomed to this. Yes. But for longtime wrestling fans like you, myself, or someone even older, you know, who who have watched wrestling pretty much all of their lives, it's a bit of a a shock. It's yeah. very strange. I think the strangest where it, I think where it all started was uh, the Stone Cold podcast, where he would say, "Okay, well, talk me through this. Let's talk. Let's get to know the real you." You know, because yeah. there were there were people that you know would would break character every once in a while, and uh, you know something would happen. But a lot of the guys backstage would defend their characters. Yeah. You know? um, so for them to be so open 
with how their character came along. Hey, what made you decide to go this way with your character as opposed to this way? Like, it's just, it's it's weird, but it's cool. It's fascinating to me because, you know, for years I've always wanted to know what happens backstage, where, you know, what's going on. And now you're finally starting to see those cameras backstage, people walking around joking around with one another even though they're supposed to be enemies and i think another part of it is thanks to social media where everyone's friends with each other backstage but they're portraying enemies yeah. you know in the ring so it's like you know for for an example nia jackson alexa bliss you know they had their feud going on but then you'd go over to their instagram page and they're hanging yeah they're hanging out backstage they're driving in the cars together like you would never have ever seen Um, that in the 80s or early 90s transition but it's it's just like acting yeah i mean and that's what it is uh you know you're portraying a character yeah uh you're portraying an on-screen character athletic acting yes yeah it's a guy's soap opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the best way I've been able to describe it. Uh, gotta watch my stories. <laughs> Tell me now. <clears throat> yeah. So to hear Joey Ryan talk about it, to hear all these other folks talk about the creation of their character, you know, what's in the mindset of that character and how they can switch it off and be a completely different person whenever they get home, it's just fascinating to me. It's, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we got to see that. We got to watch a little bit of the CM Punk, or at least I did. I don't know how much you went I back and watched. Finish watching it. Um, I did see the part. I saw a clip of it where they were talking about when The Rock called him when they were filming for Fighting with My Family, and he explained where he was and why he didn't answer. He said uh, he was in the elevator, uh, getting ready to take his dog out, and he said, you know, he's like six stories up, and by the time he got down. He got reception again, and he went from, like, zero messages to, like, 80, going, oh, my God, answer your phone. What is going on? Like, why aren't you answering? Why aren't you picking up? And then he was like, well, what's going on? And then he found out that The Rock tried to call him. So he was like, sorry, I was in the elevator. Didn't why, did, why did Rock call him? Just because the crowd was chanting his name. Oh, uh, just to tell him? Yeah, it was like, okay, hey, you, you know, you, you guys, it was that big incident, and we're just like, oh, okay, let's let's call CM Punk, and so they call oh, him. Oh, when he was on, um, yeah, on air. and they were yeah. trying to get the chants going and all that. Um, so that, that was, was when he was, he's been away from the company for a while, huh? Who? Punk. Yes. Yeah. I bet Vince didn't like that. No, and that's what that's that was one thing that Punk mentioned. He said that a, uh, a lot of the folks who were backstage at the time were texting him, going, "Got a lot of angry folks backstage, a couple broken headsets and stuff." So, uh, well, this motherfucker, you don't need to be calling Punk. Yeah, I'm like, goddamn show. And that's what he said. Uh, that's what Punk said. He was like, Rock is the only person who probably could have been been able to do that and get away with it, yeah. aside from maybe like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's awesome. So uh, he was like, I, I respect that from, from The Rock because he was able to pull that off. So that's why he said, what else did he say about it? That's about it? Uh, that's all I got to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we got to see some of that. Um, did you get to watch anything else from StarCast? No. No? I have the past. I can still watch it. Very cool. Anything you kind of want to go back and watch? Maybe uh, BTE uh, Mailbag. That'd be cool. One of the things I did enjoy about the CM Punk one is that, you know, they talked about um, how he's really, he, no, he has, he, he would not mind coming back 
to WWE, but he's not going to make the call. It's, yeah. it's up to them. At least that's what he says. I don't. I don't. Know. It's pretty much in the past. Wrestling is in the past for him, and people need to get over it. Yep. Because he's just not going to. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I mean, unless the passion someday just comes back and the stars mystically. I align. could be wrong, but I just do not see it. You know no. what I mean? I don't. I don't either. And uh, I think he's happy with where he's at. Um. So I'm looking on here, mm-hmm. uh, Starcast. Yeah, they're doing the next one. Yes, because I guess they run the weekends of AEW stuff. It's looking like that, which to I me, think is smart. Are do you think it's smart? Look, I know it is, but like, because it's so close together, each of them, it's like two or three months apart. Maybe that's not close. People think that mm. is, but if you do like, let's see, seven to eight a year, maybe ten mm. or eleven or whatever. That's going to get repetitive. You got to change shit like yeah. I don't think on the constant. I don't think it's going to be that often, that frequent. Uh, I I'm think telling you all three of okay, second and third were back to back. Yeah, and fourth is pretty much around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we're in September, uh, November, uh, October, got November. about two months. That's still around the corner. That's still like so close. Yeah, maybe if they space it out to once every three months. Or something. I think it'll depend on what AEW is doing because, you know, for me, like you got WWE when they have one of their big pay per views, you've got an NXT takeover, the pay per view itself, your Monday Night Raw, and your and your SmackDown. So that's four days of of something going on that's wrestling related. I feel like this is going to be the same thing. Like they're going to have Starcast the weekend of an AEW event where it's four days of events. You got your, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of stuff. If they Which, go that way, I know they're not affiliated with All Out. I mean, All Out, All Elite. They just run right. like he's talked to Cody, but they're not like trying to promote right. All Elite. They're well, just, I mean, you'd be. I would think that it's a, a cross. That's what it says online. That's what Conrad said. I mean, yeah, he talks to Cody, and yet they partner up in the sense that yeah. they run the weekends but they're not like i mean i hey, think we're, you know they're they're pretty partnered up pretty close to one another because during close. that during that cm punk um starcast interview all i saw were aew logos all out logos you know so hmm. you know go back and watch it and, uh, and check it out same with uh same with joey ryan you have the backdrops and they've got his pictures but you also have the all out logos on there so i mean they're partnered up they're working together i'm gonna be honest with that i don't think they're gonna get punk again i think this is a one-time no. thing and yeah and i think that i think that was kind of the point it was like oh we, it's in chicago it's a quick payday for you you know two hours of your day come on down and also like who are you gonna keep getting if you do it like a lot during the year yeah you're over and over and over like you really need to space it out yeah and and that's one of the things that they can do is you know i think it'll be sort of a we'll have a few things planned out and then we'll try and get one pretty big guest like that and that's going to be sort of the the driving sales you know like this one was cm punk with joey ryan you know joey ryan's on the side um, you know, the next one can be, I know they've tried to get, they had Mick Foley, uh, they had Mick Foley and they've had, uh, or they tried to get Undertaker. They tried to get Kurt Angle, but WWE pulled the reins back on that. But mm-hmm. I feel like they could get someone 
else. You know, I'm trying uh, to see what was on there to go back and see everything. See, oh yeah, see all the events and some of the stars that were there. Um, I think that you know they could space it out fairly well until they really have to start going. Okay, guys, we have to come up with something new. Um, what are we going to be? What are we going to be focusing on? But I think as long as the the partnership with AEW stays all right, then they're going to keep on doing that because it would make sense. Because you know AEW is the hot sell right now, mm-hmm. so people are going to go where that is. So it's like okay, well we'll give you an extra reason to fly in a day early and hang out and see the rather than see the sights, you can come and meet these wrestlers. Um, one thing we missed was the weigh in. Oh, like, yeah. forget, that, that that's fun though. Yeah. Um, a Tony Schiavone thing. See, that would be one I'm, I'm, I'd be interested in seeing. And that's uh, another thing, like not just you know big names. You also have a bunch of legends that they could reach out to. Yeah, Dean Malenko. Has his own See, team. I mean that would be a good one. I'd really like that one because Dean Malenko has always been one of my favorites. Women of AEW. Yeah. Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with MJF. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, but they're having it's it's pretty heavy on AEW talent, so that's why well, I think they've got a pretty good see, partnership women, going. The women, mm-hmm. uh, MJF, mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone, Dean Malenko. Oh yeah, I forgot Dean Malenko. The way in, the way in, and uh, BT Milbeck. Yeah. Um, so that's six right there. Turner memories with Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, that's another one. There's another one. I don't know what this one's about. It says wrestling with stereotypes. Hmm. Joey Ryan, Mick Foley. So I want to see what that one is about. Wrestling with stereotypes. Hmm. But I mean, that's, you know, and they could also have fan-friendly events and stuff. Similar to Comic Palooza. Like, they don't have, like, major names for certain events. Yeah. But they have, you know, classes and, oh, come and try out your mic skills or something like that, you know. They could just have fun events for fans to go and check out. There's just people I've never seen before. Yeah, and that could be, and that's that's what I'm referring to. Like they could just do something that's like, hey, we're a podcast, and we're going to talk to you about getting your podcast starting and how to be successful, and here's all the things you might want to know. Huh? Buying this item, the whole pass for mm-hmm. Starcast three, and I got Starcast one and two for free. Oh, sweet. There you go. Nice. So you can go back and watch some of those stories. And All histories. the star casts. Yeah. Where was that referee? He was trying to fuck on me. Yeah. So you can watch what happens after that when they're yeah. talking about Um But yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. So we got to uh, All Out, the event itself. Um, pretty enjoyable. It was a good show. Couple uh, couple hitches in the uh, in the wagon. Yeah, there's some things I need to go back and watch. I know I was distracted. I don't know if it was because my baby or not during the pock and uh, pack. <laughs> it was definitely your baby, Kenny Omega. That's whenever she was uh, she was very unhappy because your wife had walked out of the room. How dare she? Yeah, <laughs> but from what I watched, it was really good. Yeah, that match. It was a very enjoyable match. Um, I was disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I don't the concept was good but they never like fully execute well mm-hmm. the battle royal when they always done it like it something's always seemed off to me 
I don't know if it's the yeah. camera angles not catching everything. The camera, yeah, the camera work needs to improve on the battle royal. And then, like you're promoting certain people. Even there's articles about like this is for example like Till Piper. You know she's yeah. Robbie Piper's daughter. Yeah. Where the fuck was she when she got in there? And then you didn't see her. And then she before you know she got eliminated. Yeah. While I applaud them for trying something new, mm-hmm. like having them all come out in fives or whatever it was. Um, it's the second or third time they've done this. Second, second time. time. Second time. Second time, I believe. So it's the second time they've done this. Uh, they did it once for the men. Now they've done it once for the ladies. While I applaud them for trying something new, I enjoyed the concept of it, but the delivery of it is a little off. Yeah. I don't know how you could tweak it to make make it better, but... Well, here's here's my take on it. Because, again, I like the start where it has five people starting the match, and then you bring out another five. Well... Once this, the second group comes out, they just kind of walk to the ring side by side. Like, yeah. they take their time getting in there, and then well, once they get through the ring... too, maybe do that, but they all need to hurry and get in there. Yeah, but it's also... They also have to make the announcements when... I guess maybe in time when all of the stars are established and the crowd knows who they are, they won't have need for that because when it comes to the Royal Rumble they only announce one and two and then who's who the winner is you know you leave that for the for the uh, commentary team to talk about mm-hmm. so I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on that one I think um, Justin Roberts shouldn't have to make those announcements but on the other end of the, of the debate a lot of these folks don't know who these ladies were so you know, I can see it on both sides. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, they're they're walking to the ring, casually coming out, waiting for someone to announce them. The buzzer hits. No one comes out for 10, 20 seconds. Then they come out. Yeah. Know? And um, so, so the camera the camera are having to focus on who's coming in while people are being thrown out, and so like they're missing a whole lot of stuff. And then, uh, I mean, it was all right. It was it was an okay battle royal. Um, I don't have an issue with the winner. Kind of, I think we all, or you and I at least, were saying, okay, it's either going to come down to Nyla Rose or you know this person or this person. Um, and sure enough, Nyla Rose was the winner. Yeah, um, but I got to give him credit for the uh, surprise entrant, Mercedes Martinez. That was kind of cool. Martina Martinez. <laughs> um, it was cool seeing Jazz in there. Um, former WWE superstar Emma. I can never remember what her Tennille Dashwood. Dashwood or Dashwood or Dashwood. 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 Woods. So uh, she was out there too, um, and I think she had a um, ODP. ODB was there. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, but there were there were a lot of ladies in that in that match that we never saw got eliminated. Like I don't remember seeing Brandy Rose get eliminated. Yeah. I don't remember. There were there were a few because they're not catching in the camera. They're not saying, "Oh, so and so has been eliminated." Yeah, that I remember. Yeah, it was kind of just like, well, they're not in the ring anymore, so they're out of the match. Um, but then there were some who were fighting because they went through the middle rope or the bottom rope. So it's kind of like, okay. So I think, you know, again, it's a fresh company. 
got got a lot of kinks to work out. Yeah. Um, once they get the stars established, maybe they'll they'll the, do that. They said online that there was two uh, of the women who got in an argument or some type of verbal fight or whatever, hmm. and uh, one of the young bucks had to uh, smooth it over. I did not see that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that they could do to sort of help with the crowd situation, uh, rather than having Justin Roberts announce who's coming out because that kind of distracts it a little bit for me mm-hmm. um you could just have up on the screen here are the hearts and then put all their faces up there with their names yeah simple as that like okay cool that's that's that person that's that person oh there's piper's daughter you know and then the commentary team can reflect on that as oh, yeah. well Evelise, forgot yeah Evelise was on there so. And another problem I had was when people were getting eliminated, mm-hmm. it wasn't believable. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be a height issue because the ropes are kind of high. Um, and not all those ladies are, are the tallest in the business. One of them got hit and was on the side. Then she just rolled off. Yeah. I mean, some of them can... Again, it, it comes down to the working out the kinks and... Um, Dealing with uh, some fairly new talent, yeah. Um, but you know, you've um, got your veterans out there. You've got some yeah. well-established ladies as I'm, well. I'm jumping everywhere. I'm jumping That's forward. Fine. Uh, so, in the press conference afterwards, someone asked Tony Khan about Kylie Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she asked for her release. Yes, and there is uh, a mystery afoot. Um, we don't know what it is. You know, Gee, gang. yeah, what could this be? Uh, super duper gang. Um, <laughs> we don't know. She deleted her Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's rumors that she may be just done with wrestling. Well, the rumor that I heard was that she had she has an injury that could be quite severe, causing her to step away from the company and step away from wrestling altogether. That's um, nuts. If that's the case, man, I'm glad that she made the decision to to walk away now. as opposed to try and tough it out. She is young. She is very young. I don't know how um, old she is. But, you know, if that is the case, it's a terrible loss in the wrestling community because every single person that I'm friends with that's a professional wrestler has nothing but nice things to say about her. Yeah, I know she was in uh, ROW for a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe I have to reach out to some of my ROW contacts and say, "Hey, have you heard anything about Kylie? Like, what what happened?" Um, but maybe it's not my place to ask. Who knows? She is really young. She's twenty seven. Mm. That's a very young career to to be done with wrestling. If that's good the case. lord, I didn't know Britt Baker was twenty eight. Huh. All right. I thought maybe she was like thirty two. Yeah, somewhere around there. But uh, but yeah, I mean. You know, like I said, there's there's a little work to be done in AEW, um, making sure that they see all that needs to be seen, per- portraying the picture that needs to be seen as well. So, um, but all in all, it was enjoyable. Uh, after that, we got to see Jack Evans and uh, Angelico going up against Private Party. Um, okay, I think they did a good job, and you can tell that. Evans and, and and Helico were trying to put over Private Party. Yes, there's something about Private Party. Like I feel like 
They're not green. They're young. They're very but young. But, like, I don't know if they were holding back. There was something that just seemed off with them. I just don't know I think, what it was. I think maybe just their timing was off a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you could definitely tell that Evans and, and Helico were sort of carrying the load, yeah. um, making them look look, look good. And that even, was the point. That was the same thing with in that triple threat when they were, like, fighting the Dark Order and I don't know who else on the yeah. last pay-per-view mm-hmm. before that. You could tell like they did they did certain spots and they didn't get too much in and but this match I don't know man uh, just something seems off with them they're not bad they're yeah. not bad wrestlers they have I saw a lot of potential yeah Potent- for sure. potential for to sure. grow I for think sure. I think that's what it was it it's was just, it may, may have been nerves it may have been jitters uh, th- 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 there was something a little off their timing wasn't a- as polished as maybe as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't a bad match. It was just there were a few noticeable things in the match where it's kind of like they probably could have tweaked that up a little bit. They could have worked on that, and it would have been a little bit better. I'm glad that Angelico and uh, Evans attacked them at the end. Yeah, so now we have an established heel team going into uh, yeah. uh, the television, the live ta- shows. I keep, wanting to say, I keep wanting to say ta- tapings. tapings. I was like, it's not a taping. They're, not, they're going live. And Helico and Jack Evans are really good. And they're very bright, too. Yes. Highlighter bright. <laughs> good Lord. The motocrossers. Yeah, that's right. Um, but Private Party do end up getting the victory over that, as expected. So, um, you know, they're trying to establish a new, young, fresh team, which is good because they're going to be learning from a lot of talented teams. Like, we're going to see them go up against SCU. We're going to see them going up against the Young Bucks. We're going to see them going up against the Lucha Brothers. That's going to do wonders for their career. Because... Maybe not... I wouldn't think anytime soon, but maybe eventually. What? Uh, Lucha Brothers fighting Lucha Brothers. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll have a couple of matches here and there. Like, they'll probably... They'll have, like, a tournament or something, and, you know, they'll get... But what what I'm saying is, like, they're going to get to learn with these guys while yeah. they're young. So it's like, okay, we're going to teach you guys some things and yeah. in 2 or 3 years you guys are going to be the top stars so that when the Lucha brothers go away, when Young Bucks decide to call it a career and go behind the scenes, we got we got these guys, we got private party. That's what that's what I'm seeing. I'm 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 envisioning long-term booking for these guys and it's going to be main event players main event player holla holla uh after that we got to see scu going up against the newly formed team um the jurassic express i'm going to be honest with you i have to go back to rewatch a lot because yeah i was distracted yeah um I having a child and watching wrestling is <sighs> it can be distracting yeah but that's okay because from what we saw, it was very enjoyable. It was. The crowd was all over, in a good way, the Jurassic Express. Uh, the team of Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. Man, it's just a dinosaur and his boy and his little boy. And a little boy. Little yeah. boy. It's crazy, because Marco Stunt is older than Jungle Boy. <laughs> yes. But he's so little. He's so tiny. He's such a tiny guy. 
Because that time when he jumped out of the ring and like knocked people over, I'm like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you should have called him and that's just a, throw him on like the ground. That's like throwing a piece of bread at someone yeah, and expecting it to hurt That's him. bullshit. Now, when Jungle Boy, because he's long and kind of lanky. And he's got, you know, the hair. And yeah, it's like that can knock you. And you get, you get Marco stunt. No, you, you <laughs> like... You grab him and throw him to the ground. And then you've got Luchasaurus doing a flip over the top. Yeah, that over will definitely in. knock you over. That might hurt somebody. But, uh, man, it, it was it was an enjoyable match uh, for, yeah. what, for what we got to see. Um, like I said, the crowd, for whatever reason, man, they just love this team. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they're, they're big fans of SCU. They're huge fans of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. So, I, I, it's great. I love it. It's something that you wouldn't normally expect. Yeah. You would expect it to be like a comedy shtick. And the crowd's like, yeah, whatever. Ha ha, very funny. Even, but they're like, we love this yeah. team. I know I keep on harping on it, but I'm glad that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy did not eat the pin. Yeah. Marco ate the pin. I called that one. <laughs> I was like, if, you know, this match is going to end. Marco's taking the fall because SCU needed a win. And Marco Stunt was there. So it's kind of like, okay. Um, But it was very good. I'm glad SCU got the win. Good showing on their part. Good showing on the Jurassic Express. They make a toy of Marco Stunt. I actually do want it. (laughs) I'm going to laugh if they come out with like a a three-pack for, you know, you'll have like SCU three-pack. You'll have the Jurassic Express. And what if it's like two scale? You know, they have Luchasaurus be really big and Marco Stone will be kind of smaller than he actually looks. (laughs) Uh, After that, we got to see the match that was a card subject to change. It was supposed to be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. But instead, since uh, Moxley was injured, we got Pac. Pac. God damn it. I don't know if it was Excalibur or Golden Boy. Pac. What the fuck? Why are you saying pack the whole time? Pack. Even when Jim Ross was saying pack, you were still saying pack. It's like pack. you either knew and you just didn't give a shit or you just wasn't paying attention to Jim Ross when he said pack. Pack. Or they're like, someone's this here. Just say pack. Is it, is it pan or pam? <laughs> pan. I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing the, the ns the, or the ms. Which is it? Is it pam or pan? <laughs> pan. So it's, it's pack? Pack. Pack, okay. Paku, Paku. Paku, Paku. It means to flap one's mouth open and close. Oh, my gosh. It got on my damn nerves. They didn't want it. They want to change it to an F. It's like, I guess he's now Pack. I don't know. Pack. Uh, <laughs> but are, were you surprised that he got the win? Um, Kind of. Partially yes and partially no. So, if that's good and if they want to do business with him and they yeah. gave him the win... Which I think they are because in the press conference yeah, afterwards he did say, say that something to Khan uh, said that Pac is is with AEW. Oh, I didn't see that, but he did confront Adam Page. Oh, I didn't see. That. Oh yeah, I did see that part. We like threw the water bottle or whatever. So which, uh, even though oh another thing that you were impressed with is when they were in their entrances they showed their wins and losses. Yes, and I really stuff. like that. And I so, watched, I watched Omega's part of the, lost uh, a lot so far. Well, there's only been three or four shows. Yeah, but. I don't think it makes him any weaker no. or because I don't know where the hell they're going to go with unless they're going to false finish. I don't know when they do um, Moxley Moxley and because yeah. to me you want Moxley to win. But also at the same time, I was like, I don't want fucking Omega to lose. Again now it's too. personal. 
That's personal. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, that was one of the things that I did notice that I really enjoy because, you know, they're coming out saying, well, wins or losses are going to matter, and there, there has to be a reason for this. Well, now you're showing me the win-loss record, and I'm all for it. Uh, and what I saw in the uh, Tony Khan press conference after uh, All Out is that he said, uh, because I was curious as to why there were two, you know, and he said it's going to reflect a style of match so whether it be one-on-one, a tag match, or a trios match, you're going to have separate. You're going to have separate matches, uh, match records. So, yeah. like in singles competition, you're four and zero, oh, but in tag matches, you're two and two, and in trios, you're one and three, or however it is. I actually know? like that. And then they have then they have the uh, overall breakdown. So it's like, oh, you've been in twelve matches and you've won eight out of out, you know, eight out of twelve. So I like that. I think that's really cool. Um, and I'm looking forward to keeping tabs with it. I wonder if they're going to like try and reset it every year or if it's just going to be... He has 200 losses. Yeah, I know. Like, dude, you've had six matches. He has 1,000 losses. Six wins and 3,700 losses. Who yeah. are you, Kurt Hawkins? Um, but no, I thought, the, I thought the ending to the match was really good with Pac getting the submission on Kenny Omega. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a nice surprise. The crowd was kind of taken aback by it. In my opinion, either that match or the Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros were the match of the night. One of those two matches, probably the latter match. Um, but I would really like to go back and rewatch both to see. But overall, I was really digging the Pac and Omega match. From what I saw, it was really good. Um, then after that, we got to see. A really enjoyable match featuring a really, I would have to say, a very pleased sponsor. That being <laughs> the, the Cracker Barrel Clash with uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allin. Da- dang it! I, I knew I was going to say Darby. Darby Allen, not all in. It's spelled all in. I keep saying all in. It's Darby <laughs> Allen and Joey Janela. This was actually entertaining. Yeah, it was. Pretty entertaining, really. Um, a couple interesting spots. The tax in the mouth with the duct tape. They couldn't get the duct tape going. And, yeah. Um, I'm surprised Jimmy Havoc won. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of but people were. that's good, were. though. Yeah, good, to, good to see him get the win. Because I want um, Darby All-In to win. Yes, go All-In with Darby Allen. Darby All-In. Uh, dude, that spot that he did with the onto the barrel... Onto the stair. That was sick. Yeah. That was just a sickening thud. Like, oh, the bruising started immediately. God was, damn it, Alan, spitting on the biscuits. Don't, you don't mess you with You don't spit on the goddamn biscuits. biscuits. They brought those from catering. Yes. And they probably brought them back and to they catering. they could at least, before they hit, hit the person with it, they could at least thrown like one or two to an audience member. They could have ate it. Yeah. Instead, really, like, instead okay, of pancakes. Guess what, everybody? You don't need cold All pancakes. people in attendance. You need Cracker Barrel biscuits. <laughs> get a free meal hey. at Cracker Barrel. Hey. And a meet and greet with Ryback. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Now you're talking. And a free checkerboard. Sweet. Cloth Tell you what, board. you toss in one of those rocking chairs and you got yourself a deal. I actually want to go to Cracker Barrel now. Let's go. All right. Let's go. I'm not driving all the way to Beaumont. Cracker Barrel. Come on now. Not right now, Shit. at least. Not Give me some of those Cracker Barrel uh, biscuits. Nine o'clock at night. Screw that. They're probably closed now. Biscuits. Go get some biscuits. I'm hungry. 
<laughs> I really am. I'm not going to crack a barrel, but I'll find something. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll try and breeze through Raw and SmackDown so you can get some food. How about that? Um, but uh, yeah, so Jimmy Havoc ended up getting the victory, and uh, there were tables and chairs and duct tape and cracker barrels and there's some weak ass cracker barrels by the way yeah they were this they're for show yeah let's be real it's cool that they keep doing that yeah i got an all in car the sponsorship that says cracker barrel (laughs) now can you get that autographed by cracker barrel well Okay, it depends. If you need to get the main owner to sign it, or can you just get the manager of no? One you got to get Cracker Barrel, wherever Cracker Barrel is. You have to get yeah. You have to get an actual. There's cracker a Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Sign this. Sign it. Doesn't it. say nothing. Is this me. you? Oh, do you think we all look alike? Dumbass, motherfucker, sign it, and you kick a barrel because it doesn't even say nothing to you. Oh, okay. I'm going in. I'm gonna eat some Pez. <laughs> I don't want to hear your Christmas albums already. <laughs> it's too soon. Get a Josh Groban album. <laughs> uh, after that, we got to see the best friends going up against the Dark Order. Um, I'm trying to remember that. There was a hug. Yes. They zoomed in twice. Yes, they did. Yes. One during the match, one after the match. Yes. Um, the Dark Order ended up getting the victory. So they Which get, I thought they were going that way anyway. Yeah. So they get the bye um, for the tag team tournament. That starts on the uh, the live shows, not tapings, the live shows. Um, and after the match was over, like there was a hauling Trent, the uh, spooky perverts <laughs> were hauling Trent off. Yeah, and it went, and it just goes black. Yes. Uh, so there wasn't a whole lot as far as the match goes to talk about. Um, but after the match, the lights go out, and in the ring, oh my god. It's Orange Cassidy! Freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy! Jim Ross like, who is he? Well, he's Orange Cassidy. I know that, but who is he? <laughs> and, does, and does a tope suicido with his hands in his pockets. Then he rolls back in the ring and does a kip up. Kip. And then Trent and um, Chuck go in and hug him and stuff. And then they pan out. And we get a, a huge thumbs up from Orange Cassidy. Oh, heck yeah. Freshly squeezed, of course. Uh, then they do a backstage segment later on. I don't know if you've seen I it. I did not see that. Because the person's asking. Um, Trent and uh, Trent? Chuck, they're like, Trent? I know that you lost, but uh, didn't you like you gain a friend? You may have lost the match, but you, but gained, you gained a friend. friend. They didn't say nothing. And all of a sudden, Orange Cassie pops up from the bar. <laughs> They hug him. They walk off, and Trent comes back and goes, "Yeah, we gained a friend." And they walks off. Aww, that's sweet. Um, so yeah, so it was good. It was a entertaining spot. Uh, after that, we got to see Riho versus Hikaru Shida. God, I'm terrible with names. Um, didn't really know a whole lot about either of these ladies. I'd seen I'd seen them wrestle a couple of times from the AEW world. But uh, I think this was kind of the cool-down match for the crowd. Uh, Riho ended up getting the victory, so she'll face Nyla Rose at the uh, first live show. To we didn't say that Nyla Rose won the Battle Royal. Yeah, we did. We did? Yeah. Uh. Um, so, or maybe we didn't. I don't know. Go back and listen to it. Start the show over. Um, so Riho will be facing Nyla Rose to, to crown the first AEW Women's Championship. What do you think of the belt? I don't know. It looks weird to me. It's yeah. not bad. It's just 
That's all right. Something about that oval main plate. It just you and ovals, man. No, man, ovals. What's your deal with ovals? They're not even enough for you. Because <laughs> it's odd. It's, it's strange. Odd. Oblong. Huh? I'm not for sure. Trent. Trent. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Hobart. Donnie, Desmond, and Taylor. <laughs> uh, after that, we got to see Cody going up against Sean Spears. And uh, poor Pharaoh. Pharaoh got so scared of the pyro. Didn't even want to go out to the ring. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That was so sad. They were walking backstage and they were dressed like in Star Trek Star stuff. Trek uniform. DDP. DDP. MJF and Cody and Brandy and Pharaoh. Pharaoh All walking to the ring together. The referee comes out and says, no, you can only choose one person to be in your corner. Sean Spears only has one person in his corner. What do you think about uh, Sean Spears' entrance? Sitting on the chair and the wide-out contact lenses. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. He's the chairman of AEW. The chairman. Yeah, chairman. Um, thoughts on the matchup? Um, God, I'm trying to remember. I thought it was all right. It was crazy that Tolly was getting involved in punching and yeah. doing all the stuff. I'm like, oh, he's going to do that. And then Arn getting involved and in doing a spine buster. I'm like, what the fuck are these guys doing? That was not, that was a good, like, nostalgia moment. But as far as, like, the match itself, I was kind of like, hey, come on now. Yeah, it was like, all right. that's not going to be a clean win. It's tainted now. Um, the Taint. fact the fact that Sean was not allowed to use Cody's belt to whip him, but he could use Tully's to whip him, like that didn't make any sense. Um, but damn, the bruising on Cody from taking those belt whips was pretty nasty, pretty gnarly. Yeah. But the Arn Anderson spot was a very cool nostalgia thing. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that he went out there and did that. Partners. Yeah. Um, so it was it was cool to see, uh, but the match itself is all right. And, totally uh, abandoned. Yeah, what was up with that? Like he just looked all confused, and it was like, okay, well, I'm leaving now. Yeah, that was that was a what? little strange. Yeah, um, maybe he was just so flabbergasted that, like, I was expecting, okay, if you're gonna leave, chase after Arn Anderson and be like, dude, what the hell was that? But he didn't even do that. He went. Down the other exit. I'm so confused. What's happening here? But Cody didn't end up getting the victory, which it's kind of like, okay, well, where are they going with the story now? Like, he got the win. It's over, right? Maybe. Mm. I don't know. But I know that Cody's got a match with Sammy Guevara on the first live show of AEW. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, that takes us into the ladder match. The Lucha Bros going up against the Young Bucks. There were some crazy-ass spots. Yeah, there were. When Nick fell through that table, but he hit the rope at first, and then he yeah. went through the table like, Dude. holy crap. There were there were a lot of spots on here where we were like, oh, my God. Like, they shouldn't be able to get back up after some no. of these. Like, even if you have padding on the floor and if the tables are cushioned somehow, like, there's no, like, there's no way they should be able to get up. But uh, this match was crazy. It was entertaining. It was crazy entertaining. And even when they, like, ripped uh, Pentagon's mask. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Showing that the Young Bucks are willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. There were some boos. There were. 
Yeah. I like the fact that um, 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 Excalibur was kind of like, that's not right, dude. Like, that's messed up in, in the Then Jim Ross community. ripped off Excalibur's mask, and he was on the floor My with God. his hands on and then his Jim, face. Then Jim Cornette was like, what the hell is this guy looking like? <laughs> and then after Excalibur took off his mask, he put Cody Rhodes' mask on. <laughs> that was one thing that was pretty funny about the Joey Ryan one. <laughs> I hope this guy burns in hell and dies a very painful death. Uh, Talking about John Cornette. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. uh, It's fine. You don't have to say this. I'll say it. I hope he burns. Yeah. That, you know, I don't care. He says stuff about me, but when he attacks my friends. Yeah. So, uh, so the match itself was (laughs) insane. Should definitely check it out. If you did not find a way to watch it, uh, the Lucha brothers do end up retaining the triple A tag team titles. Um, and one thing that I, was very strange during the uh, excuse me for yawning during the show, and I'm okay with it in in wrestling promotions. Although sometimes it does take away from the match itself, and it's whenever the announcers say, "Hey, there's five minutes gone by, fifteen minutes left in the match." For me, it can really suck the energy out of the room. Mm-hmm. Because whatever people are cheering, clapping, booing, jeering, whatever it is, they stop to listen to the announcement. So they stop what they're doing to hear, oh, five minutes has gone by. Well, thanks. I have a watch. I have yeah. a stopper on my, you know, like I've got a timer on my phone. I could have known that. Like, let me know when there's five minutes left in the match, you know. Like I know, well, it's, that's just another sports feel to it. They're trying to add another sports element. Yeah, to it. I get that, and you know, I know they do it in New Japan, and you know, it, again, I was at the show in Dallas for New Japan, and it it kind of threw the crowd off. Yeah, like they were starting to get into it, and then five minutes gone by, five minutes, and it's like, oh, oh, it, it doesn't throw me off. Uh, it's something different. Yeah, I mean, it's different. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But I would rather know when we're halfway through the match as opposed to 25%. Like, let me know when we're at the bottom half. Say, hey, you know, 10 minutes gone by, 10 minutes remain. All right, five minutes remain. One minute remains. Like, build up to it. Don't just be like, hey, this is a 60-minute match. Five minutes has gone by. 55 minutes remain. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's that's too much. Um so it's it's just a little distracting and the way that Justin Roberts was doing it was very strange. It was not his normal cadence. It was not his normal sound. It just sounded off. Yeah. It sounded weird. Yeah, it did. That's for sure. So for me to hear that it's just kind of yeah, I didn't really like that part. Um but that takes us into the main event to crown the first ever AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the inaugural oh, that, very I forgot, first. I forgot his name, but they uh, showed a clip of a new guy. Yes. I forgot the name of him. It's a very strange name. But, but it's his real be- He was beating up people. Beating up people. So that'll be a new, a new dude coming in. Uh-huh. More new stars on the way. Yep. So, Adam Hangman Page going up against Chris Jericho. I said, I was like, well, watch him come out in a ho- on a horse. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. So, he got a, he got points for a, a cool entrance, at least. It would be cool if he was going down and the horse pooped on the ramp. <laughs> Pissed <sure> they- everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that smell? No. Uh. 
Duty. Um, the match itself, I thought it was fine. Um, Jericho went out and proved that he he can still go. Yeah, and he's what forty eight years old, something like yeah. that. So at forty eight years old to still be out there. I also love hanging with the young kids when. He does a Judas effect or Judas elbow, whatever he calls Judas it. Judas effect. Uh, when he does that, he does it one time and he gets the one, and two, it. three. Yes. Yep. As weird as it may look, instead of doing multiple code breakers or whatever, you know, yeah. this. Do all the code breakers you want, put them in the walls of Jericho all you want. Once you hit that Judas effect, it's over. Mm-hmm. So start the match with that. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's a good thing. They're establishing a finisher that. Once you hit it, that's the finish, which is something that wrestling is severely lacking these yeah. days. Yeah. You know, you've got five F5s. You've got three RKO's. You've got six Trouble in Paradises. you got one Judas Effect. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I would have liked to have seen in the match, and I know that the, he used the Walls of Jericho a number of times, like two, maybe three times, I would have loved to have seen the Lion Tamer. Now, yeah. for those fans who are not necessarily up to date with uh, Chris Jericho, um, there is a huge difference between the Walls of Jericho and the Lion Tamer. And uh, what the difference is, Walls of Jericho, he kind of just grabs the legs, puts them in a Boston Crab. The Lion Tamer, he takes a step back, puts his knee on the dude's head, and just like rears back. So like all the pressure is like on the ne- oh my god it's yeah. it's brutal and I love watching it, um, so I would have loved to have seen that, um, but unfortunately it did not come to pass this time. But uh, the match itself was fine. The crowd was into it. Um, Jericho got a little bloody at one point, and because uh, <laughs> the ref handed him a, a blade member. Yes. That was like, oh here you go man that was that was one of the most obvious and that's that's part in fault to the camera operators yeah. or the director for not saying hey get a close up on Hangman don't show Jericho because as soon as the incident happened I saw immediately the ref reach into our pocket pull out the blade and hand it to Jericho yeah and then he fell off to the apron. That's funny. Um, there were a number of ways they could have done that different. A, they could have done a close-up on on Paige. Two, you could have had the ref... You could have had Jericho roll out. The ref immediately jump down and say, Jericho, are you okay? While handing it off. Uh, and he could have done it without really being seen, which he did, but you know, it would have meant a little bit more had the referee been down there to check on or whatever. Uh. That referee, and I could be wrong, I read an article on this. That was the girl referee that was in WWE. Really? That's what they said huh. online. I did not know. I guess she left WWE. Huh. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's one Good of the articles her. I read. That's cool. Um, and uh, there, was, there was talk about she being the first female referee to um, referee during a championship match like the main event championship match of a pay-per-view. And uh, I did see someone comment with a picture of Lacey Evans being the referee in the uh, Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins match. It's like, yeah. oh, that's cute. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Lacey Evans did it before before she did. But Lacey Evans is not an actual official. Yeah, she's not actual. So, anywho. But for her to get the call, be the first lady, that's pretty cool. Awesome. Good for her. 
Um, but Chris Jericho does end up hitting the, the Judas effect for the one, two, three, becoming the new and very first inaugural, very first AEW World Heavyweight Champion and immediately lost the title. <laughs> yeah, not, to a, not to an opponent, but to a thief. A thief. Because police were involved. Someone stole Jericho's title. Not exactly sure how it happened. I want to say that it happened at the airport. Someone took his luggage, found the title, and bailed with it. Um, But a police report was made. And at the time of this recording, the belt has been found. Yeah. um, But the case is still open because I guess they're trying to get all the details on who took it, why, who, what, where, when, all that stuff. So uh, it's pretty crazy. But all in all, what would you think of... uh, AEW's All Out. I liked it. I was happy with it. Pretty good? Not too bad? Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's run through Raw and SmackDown, because I know you're hungry, and we're already reaching our, uh, our hour point of the show. So we can uh, fit two more hours. One hour for Raw, and one hour for SmackDown. Absolutely. And 30 minutes for random stuff. Well, we've got three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown to cover, and... Three minutes and eighteen seconds. Fuck that shit. Nah, we we don't have a set timeline. We can go as long as we want. Yeah, we can do remember four that hours. episode. Yeah, we've done a three-hour show before. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but we've done a three-hour show. So on Raw, we had the contract signing interrupted by the OC, and uh, AJ Styles told Michael Cole to shut up which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, what I thought was even funnier was when Braun Strowman threw the table into AJ Styles' face. Um, I don't know if you got to catch that. Uh, I caught some of Raw. I didn't catch SmackDown. So. Okay. So, Styles came out. You know, they are talking about the match or whatever. And he's like, well, who am I going to be facing at Night of Champions? Blah, blah, blah. So, he grabs the, the contract that Rollins and uh, Strowman are supposed to sign, rips it up into several pieces, tosses it up in the air, and at that point... So he's got his arms up in the air. Yeah. Strowman reaches over, grabs the table, flips <laughs> it, and it hits Styles directly in the face. Damn. Which was great. It looked hilarious. Um, so it leads into a brawl, which leads into a match. Rollins and Strowman versus Gallows and Anderson. Good guys win. Bad guys lose. AJ Styles comes into attack, is joined by Rude and Ziggler. So it's a five-on-two beatdown. How are they working out? Eh. There's really not no, much no. to go off of. No. It's like, hey, we're teaming together. Ha, 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 ha. Um, so, and Ziggler, Styles, Gals and Anderson all attack Rollins and Strowman. And then that leads into a match between Ziggler and Rude and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Uh, Guess who wins that? Ziggler and yep. Rude. So, um, nothing really to add from that. Just showing that they're working as a team. Okay. They're a team. They're going to take down the team of Rollins and Strowman because they've teamed together a week longer than Ziggler and Rude. Well, so they got the one up. Uh, after that, we got to see Lacey Evans defeat Natalia. Whatever. <laughs> um, after that, we got to see Becky Lynch come out and cut a promo on Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks came out, cut a promo on Becky Lynch, and said at Clash of Champions, Night of Champions, whatever it's called. Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. Clash Royale. Summerfest. Yeah, Summerfest. Um, the man is going to be the boss's bitch. Oh. Damn. Oh, snap. They went there. Make him up. Bitch. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, then we got to see the King of the Ring match, Baron Corbin going up against Cedric Alexander. And prior to the match, Cedric Alexander was attacked by the OC for whatever Why? reason, just because he was backstage. Wrong place, the wrong time. That's, bitch. that's right. So that well, that allowed Baron Corbin to get the win. However, yeah. it makes Corbin look pretty weak because like a beat down Cedric Alexander took Corbin to his absolute limit. So it's kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> you weak. Looks looks believable, guys. Um the Viking Raiders defeat two local guys. When we're going to get past these choppers. Maybe in a Whenever year or they so. run out of stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, maybe in them. a year. Yeah. Whenever they have a a reunion show or something. Dude. And they I, come I hate and, it for them, and I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that they're not going to get far. No, they're not. Because you know why? They've already done this. You know with who? Authors of Pain. Where the hell are they? You know who else they did it to? Ascension. Where the hell are they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many teams that they've done this exact same formula to, and it leads to absolutely nothing. And then they're like, well, we, we tried everything we could, and you couldn't no, get over. No, try shit. Yeah. You're not giving them the opportunity right. to do what they want. Uh, after that, we got to see another King of the Ring matchup, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. And I was really curious as to how they were going to end this match. I was like, yeah. okay, so you obviously need a good guy versus a bad guy, right? Not necessarily. In the finals. Normally, yeah. Um, as much as I would love to see Samoa Joe continue, I'm like, okay, you got Corbin on the other end, so it's got to be Ricochet, right? Wrong. This ends in a double pin, which is weird. The re- <laughs> See, this is why I hate WWE sometimes. Because they're never consistent with what they're doing. There's a double pin. They mm-hmm. both fall down, hands across the chest. Both sh- All shoulders are down. The ref counts one, two, three. Looks at them. Looks at the timekeeper and is like, hey, wait a second. Give me your headset. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, did you see that? <laughs> did you see their shoulders down? Okay, yeah, I saw that too. Okay, yeah, I'll take I'll take you under I'll take that under advisement, and then he walks away, and that's it. Mm. Rather than saying, "Hey, we're gonna restart the match," so I mean, you could have had a double countout. Yeah, you could have had a double disqualification where or or something where Corbin comes in and he brings the OC and they attack both guys for whatever reason because he's trying to soften them up. You could have had anything. But you choose the weirdest ending, and the ref just, rather than explain anything, the ref just walks out. And so Ricochet and Samoa Joe are left to go, well, who won? Yeah. So then they go backstage, and then we find out, because Baron Corbin's there and delivers god-awful delivery of his (laughs) lines, what? This is so unfair. You're screwing me over. It was bad. What? So tell you something. And the referee didn't do that great of a job delivering either. John Cohn. John Cohn, thank you. Basically saying, well, hey, it's going to be a triple threat match next week to determine who's going to Hey, I can act like that and talk like that, so don't you get in my face, man. Man, you should be a WWE performer. Be good as the Bellas. <laughs> well, no, you're not going up with your inflection. I can't do that. Going up as the Bellas? What? Yes. Like you're asking a question every single time? What? Pre-mode means nothing. It means less than nothing now. It means when I party, I don't get crazy. 
That's right. Someone else gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see the Firefly Funhouse where the fiend has... <laughs> addressed the rumors that was actually going on. Well, I don't know necessarily rumors. It was more of a... The venue in which Helena Cell is going to be taking place kind of let it slip a little early. Yeah. Saying, hey, the fiend is going to be going up against the winner of this match. And rather than doing a card subject to change, WWE was like, yeah, that's what we're doing. So... The Fiend has laid down the challenge to face the winner of Rollins and Strowman in a Hell in a Cell match. and uh, That's pretty quick. Yeah, that is. And uh, it makes me wonder what they're going to do unless they're giving Bray Wyatt the title. Y'all got to be careful. They're going to fuck this See shit up. See you in hell. <laughs> they're going to fuck this shit up. Yeah. I feel like it. It's like they're taking it slow right now, and they're about to go full We'll get there gear. fast, and then we'll take it slow. And then they're going to fuck That's it up. That's how we fuck it up. Way down to Kokomo, Aruba, Bahama. Come on, baby mama, to Kilago, Montego. Baby, why don't we go? No? All right. Kilago. Way down to Kokomo. After that, we got to see The Miz defeat Cesaro. Match was fine. It was all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then the main event saw the showcase of the women's champions. They had built up across the night. Uh, they talked to Bailey earlier in the night saying, hey, I don't know why everyone's talking about Becky Lynch so much. Like, the SmackDown women's title is just as prestigious as the Raw women's title, and I will not be overshadowed. Yeah. Um, what did Sasha say? A little bit of epic foreshadowing. Um, so, Becky Lynch teaming up with Bayley to go up against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, because all four of them are champions, because, <laughs> you know, reasons. Bailey and Becky Lynch do end up getting the victory. Sasha Banks comes out to try and attack Becky Lynch. <laughs> Bailey grabs the chair from Sasha Banks and, and does not hit Sasha. She does not hit Sasha because Sasha is her friend. She hits Becky Lynch and the crowd goes nuts. Oh my god! I, it was true what I said all along. Bailey is a she bully. Is a bully. She's now not- Corey Graves could talk uh, bad on her like he does Sasha. Like I she's knew, not you know, taking Bailey is shit bad. anymore from anybody. There's the heel turn that fans have been wanting for years because her character has gotten stale. Very stale. It's the same old stuff. Stale as someone left the bag of Cheetos open for a couple of days. Breaks free, crashes the steel chair over Becky Lynch's back, and then what do we get less than 24 hours later on SmackDown? But a passionless promo from Bailey. Same old stuff coming out. The same music, the wacky waving, inflated arm flailing two buddies. That's the new thing, man. People are not changing. They just change Hill or whatever. They, they do the same stuff. But it wasn't even that. It was, hey, Sasha's my friend, and I'm going to defend her. Ah, I'm a tweener. But I'm still, gonna, I'm still that role model for you guys. I'm a tweener. Yeah. Well, I read something on the internet where they're like, they're not going to make a big deal about it. They're going to do like the same stuff, but they may do hillish things or face things. So it's like... I'm this new thing. I'm not good or bad, but I may do good or bad things. Mm. I'm not going to be. I don't like it. I don't either. Like, this was a chance to define a new Bailey. 
Uh, and the prime example of a recent heel turn that has been successful was Io Shirai. She completely changed her character when she turned heel. Like, she changed who she was. I don't blame Bailey. I blame the people who are writing this shit. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha That's good shit. Someone did that at AEW. You saw it sign yes. that says... Good shit. This is good shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's not heel, and Charlotte's the heel, and I don't know, whatever. Um, we got to see Elias defeat Ali to advance in the King of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. 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 Heels defeat Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, face? Even though on Raw they were heels, again, it's like, guys, people are watching both shows, so keep continuity alive a little bit. Like, come on. Don't don't try and fool us with this, like, two separate shows shit. It's not the same world. It's a different universe. Different continuity. Uh, After that, Randy Orton cut a promo on Kofi Kingston, lured him into a trap. A bear trap. Yes, he was attacked by the Revival, and Kofi was the recipient of a super RKO, which was Revival lifting lifting Kofi Kingston high in the air. They're so tiny compared to Randy. Randy. Then after that, we got to see Chad Gable, who I don't know if you are aware of, apparently is short. (laughs) I looked him up online. He's five foot eight. Yeah, he's short. I don't know if that's incredibly short it's a, maybe a little below average he's 5 eight on tv but he's actually six in real life what i found funny is that samoa joe's cracking jokes at him and they were looking just about eye to eye what joe and gable yeah no in the video it looked like it he was a little bit higher but yeah it's weird very weird um so so apparently the the character development is that Chad Gable short has nothing to do with how talented he is. That's it's so sad. The yeah. writers don't have fucking like anything. They don't have enough people. They, they don't have a clue. They fucking suck. Yeah, it's pretty. If you're not pretty top sad. guy, then they don't have nothing for it's you. It's like, what is this going to do for his character? What kind of message are they portraying to the kid? To the kids? Oh well, I guess in some sort of alternate universe it's hey don't let your size get you down like is that what they're trying to portray hey we're gonna bully you but you're gonna show us over because of your skill it's like haha you're short but you beat me so follow your dreams kids be a star not a bully don't be bailey don't be bailey Be a star be a star that's right (laughs) so anyways so before even the match starts, Zelina Vega is like, oh, just want to remind you, you're short. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Well, here I go. Okay, bye. Wrestling a match. Yeah. And gets wins over the crowd because he's an, a phenomenal wrestler and w- ends up winning the match. You know what? No one gives a shit about your wrestling, kid. But you so, know what people give a shit about? You're short. That is good shit. They're going to love it. So does that mean we're going to get to see Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable and Corbin's going to make jokes about how Gable's short? Yeah. Is that what the whole match storyline... Is that what they're trying to tell? That even though you might not be the tallest guy, you too can be king. 
of the ring. Sure. King Gable. Stupid message, if that's what they're King doing. Chad. These guys are dumb. King Gable. Ricochet can win. He could be Prince Puma. Prince Puma. <laughs> no, he was King Ricochet before, wasn't he? King Puma. Prince Puma. King Cuerno. <laughs> yes. Uh, after that, we got to see a quick squash match. Aleister Black defeating Shelton. Benjamin. Then after that, we got to see a quick match where, well, it wasn't even a match. Bo Dallas becomes the new 24-7 champ. Really? Who took took it off of, Archer? Drake Maverick. Drake got it back from Elias, right? Yes. Okay. And then uh, we saw a quick match between Shinsuke Nakamura and a local guy with uh, Sami Zayn on commentary. Well, not commentary. <laughs> commentary. He, he had a microphone. It was just like, oh, 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 did you see that? Oh, my God. Oh, that was great. Oh, there's another hit. You can't handle that. Oh, my God. One, two, three. Oh, it's oh, over. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Showing them his O face. <laughs> and then after that, Drake Maverick pinned Bo Dallas to become the new 24-7 champion. Fuck. And then... Our truth pinned Drake Maverick to become the 14-time 24-7 champ. My God. They're giving him a title reign for every year he's been in WWE. He's going to tie Ric Flair before you know it. Yeah, he's, all, yeah, he's almost there. Uh, after that, we got to see the, uh, the final segment, which was Daniel Bryan asking Roman Reigns to come out because Daniel Bryan hates liars. That's true. And I saw that part, and shame on Roman Reigns, man. Damn, Brian was just trying to tell him he hate liars and That's stuff. Right. And then fucking Roman Reigns just attacked them automatically. Last week, yeah. With a spear. Oh, uh, was that last week? Yes. Yeah. Automatically. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Yeah, that was last week. And so, Daniel Bryan wanted an apology for that and for the, you know saying that he was responsible for it when he had nothing to do with it. Um, and so, Roman Reigns comes down. And Eric Rowan attacks Roman Reigns. So you're thinking, oh, here's here's the reveal and everything about saying, oh, haha, yeah, I actually, I actually did fabricate all of this. But no, they changed it up. Eric Rowan came out and was like, slap me again, Daniel, because I'm not taking your shit anymore. Like you don't you don't control me. You really? don't control my actions. I thought that Eric Rowan came out looking great in this segment because nice. he's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not I'm not being your lackey, I'm not being your sidekick, I'm not being your pawn. Dare you to get in this ring right now and slap me in the face again and see what happens. And so he destroyed Roman Reigns, pushed Daniel Bryan out of the way, um, gave that iron claw choke slam or whatever it was, iron claw slam, and then uh, Daniel Bryan came up, slapped Rowan right in the face. And it was like, you do not get to talk to me like that. And then uh Rowan did the same, the Iron Claw attack to Daniel Bryan and slammed him through the announce table. So it's going to be Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns at Clash of Champions, um, which, whatever. Could be a ruse. But the the question now is, is Daniel Bryan turning face again because of this? Because no. in a small sense, he kind of went up and tried to protect Roman Reigns. Oh, that was the same thing for Samoa Joe. Hmm? That he protected Roman. Well, yeah, but like so, Roman needs to apologize to Daniel Bryan. That's right. Roman Reigns. That's right. Roman, don't be a bully. But the crowd went nuts for Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm wondering if they're kind of like, all right, we kind of gave the, you know, Planets Champion thing a good run, but the crowd, the crowd just loves Daniel Bryan too much. Mm-hmm. You know, they've tried to turn him heel before, and it just doesn't work. The no stuff did work. The no, well, it worked until it First. didn't work anymore, and the yeah. crowd accepted it. Yes. And then he hated the no, so they chanted no, and they chanted yes. No! <laughs> you do that all too well. No! Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So that pretty much does it for Raw and for SmackDown. So not too bad as far as time. I know you're looking. It's fine. Um, going into hot topics, we already talked about StarCast. It's going to be taking place in Baltimore November 7th through the 10th. Uh, I think travel packages and all that will begin going on sale pretty soon. So be on the lookout. His package is traveling. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, in Impact News, this was a very interesting story to come out. Uh, apparently, Killer Cross uh, got into a little bit of trouble with Impact Wrestling for refusing to blade. Uh, he had a ma- he had a first blood it's just match. Weird yeah, when you when you hear the title, it's not weird because if you don't want to, you don't want to. So. Yeah. When you hear the the headline, it's like that's weird. Why would he do that? And so I, you know, clicked into it, and he had a first blood match with I believe it was Eddie Edwards at Slammiversary, and it was a first blood match, and Killer Cross refused to blade. And it's like, okay, why would you do that? Do you just want to be opened up the hard way, or like what is it? Well, apparently he was not satisfied with the blood testing being done backstage. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's admirable. Yeah. It's like the, I don't trust some of these people. Yeah, he's like I'm not, gonna, not testing them. So you're not te- you're not doing the job well enough. I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't want to put myself at risk. I'm freaking applaud that. Yeah, like that's great. And shame on Impact for you know being like, well, now we have to go out and buy fake blood. Like screw that. Yeah, like get over yourself and test either buy your, the blood your and don't employees. complain, or yeah, or test your employees. Do a better job. Make sure that everyone's standards are met, and and your and your employees are happy with it. Yeah, it's like they might not be happy that they have to do it so frequently, but hey, at least you know everyone's clean, everyone's okay. It's like yeah, you can bleed. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Now blade. <laughs> now blade. Now that now that everyone is safe, go ahead, bleed all you want. Um. Keeping in in the world of Impact, I don't know if you saw this one, but former TNA knockout Raka Khan has recently been confirmed as one of the most wanted fugitives in El Paso, Texas. Uh, She has been charged with interference with child custody. Police are currently looking for her right now. Wow. In El Paso. So Raka Khan was with Scott Steiner for a while. She was. And also, I think, for a short time, dated Kurt Angle. Huh. Weird. Now she's... Uh, she wasn't that great. Now she's That's wrestling. one of the most wanted fugitives. So if you happen to see Raka Khan in your area, don't go up and get a picture. Notify the police. She was in the math uh, yeah. video yeah. for Scott Steiner. Yeah, they say all men are created equal. Um, but from one lady to another, Asuka has started her own gaming channel on YouTube. Huh. Kana Chan TV. K A N A C H A N TV. Uh, it's a mix of English and Japanese. Um, she's playing Super Mario Maker 2. Nice. And uh, a few other fighting games. To play your levels. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. She'd get so pissed off. She'd find me and kick my ass. 
Uh, but keeping in the spirit of video games, Batista is going to be a playable character in Gears of War 5. Really? Yeah. Like, they scanned him, so he's going to be a, a character cool. that you can play as. I'm guessing it's going to be one of those uh, uh, multiplayer online characters. It's like, oh, sweet, should do it. like he has his armor and stuff. He shoots people. If you get closer, he'll grapple you and powerbomb you. He Batista bomb, Batista bombs <laughs> you Batista bomb. Batista bombs you to death. Yes. And, and then he breaks you in it. half. He th- throws down the gun with the chainsaw, picks you up, power bombs you onto the chainsaw. Skin this Jack Destroyer, or what's that other character he was? Uh, Gold, not Golden. Uh, Fist guy, Bra- Brass Body. Brass Body. Yeah, I almost said Bronze Body, but I'm like, bronze no, body. that's a tanning salon. Yep. Brass Body. Uh, final bit of news, NXT star Casey Catanzaro, I think I said that right, uh, has reportedly requested her release from WWE. Supposedly she sustained an injury as well. Damn. And uh, has decided, nah, I think I'm done with wrestling. Psych! I'm going to AEW! Fuck you! No, i <laughs> Kylie Ray and Casey have decided to switch places. Yep. So uh, that's pretty much all I got. Anything else you have? I do not have anything. You're just hungry. You just want to get out of here I'm and hangry. go get some food. No, I've never been hangry. Really? Yeah. Okay. My wife is hangry. She gets hangry a lot. I wonder why. <laughs> Don't mess with her when she's hungry. It certainly has nothing to do with you, right? <laughs> Poke the bear. Yeah, who's the real bear? Ryer. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for t- checking us out. Um, shout out to all the players on Super Mario Maker 2, all the Twitch streamers who've been playing my level helmet hair. It now has over 5,000 or 4,000 fails and only like 24 successful attempts. Good, 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 good. It's insane. I'm glad there's people out there who are like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to, I'm going to. I watched Hammer someone. Through. I watched someone on Twitch play my level for forty-five minutes straight, trying to beat it. Damn! And they finally did. And they're like, "Yes, let's go!" <laughs> I, was like, thank, I was like, "Thank God, man!" I was getting worried for you for they're a minute pumped. there. Yeah, because like it's a short level, but there's so many places to fail. Yeah, and so they'll get to like the last jump and fail, and they're like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> like this is bullshit. I had how many it. levels have you created altogether? Probably about twenty. I've created a lot of versus ones that one, uh, one of them is like really starting to pick up steam. Nice. Uh, so uh, it's pretty cool. So um, if any of you happen to be out there listening and want to play Super Mario Maker 2 and check out my levels, I'll give you the code. Just slide into his DMs. Just slide into my DMs on Twitter. And there he'll you go. give you the code. So uh, check us out on WrestlingNewsForce.com, WrestlingNewsForce.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Force Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel, and Spotify. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, Dominus Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dominus underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler, Tyler underscore Abear. And I forgot to mention that we're also on Facebook, Dominus Podcast. You can go to DominusPodcast.com for all previous episodes yes. as well. Not.org. Not.org. And also be on the lookout because we might have... I'm working on trying to get an interview or two. I know last week we talked about Superhuman. Have not talked to Superhuman. So uh, that one's not on the table yet. But there could be another interview that's coming pretty soon. And if we manage to pull that, it's going to be fucking huge. It's going to be pretty cool. That's not a hint, by the way. It's not The Miz. But anyways. um, It's not The the Miz. So that's going to do it for this week for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I am Tyler A. Bear. And he's hangry. 
And we will catch you all next week. Give me food.